This week's episode is brought to you by Fairy Godmother Travel. They can give you all of your Disney travel needs. Be sure to email them at CommuterCrowWeekly at FairyGodmotherTravel.com and tell them we sent you. Hello and welcome to CommuniCore Weekly, the greatest online show and home of the world's first pair of independently born identical twins. I'm George. And I'm Jeff. And George, you just went on a very lovely trip, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Went to Dollywood. Well, what, are you, and... what, are you, what are you doing? Don't tell oh, me now. Oh. I want well, you to save it for the trip report. on Facebook. Well, I mean, come on. I mean, that's part of it anyway. Uh, yes, went on a lovely trip with my family and... Uh, my boys' friends went with us. That way they wouldn't fight in the van, you know. So if each of the boys took a friend with them, we just end up spending you know, twice as much on food, twice as much on souvenirs, twice as much on tickets. But we had a lovely time. That sounds like <laughs> a lot of fun, though. I'm kind of jealous you went to Dollywood, and I really want to yeah. go, especially it's since good. we talked about it. Yeah, we should have a uh, meetup there. What? I know a few people in the area. One, one Jenny, somebody in particular that wants to meet us there. That's pretty far so, for me, though. It is. It is. But, hey, I'm coming to, D- to California to go to D23. That's pretty far for me. There's Disneyland out here. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Come on, George. True. Actually, I do and, want to go to Dollywood, so yeah. and maybe we'll take a ride out with Adam sometime. <laughs> yeah, but it'll take you like four weeks. Whatever. That's fine. What else am I doing? Stop at every, you know, lost tunnel every you know buried underground lake you're actually making this trip sound like a lot of fun to me <laughs> i don't know about you guys in every dead zombie garden hey sold like that too. sold sold <sighs> so uh i guess let's hear your trip report yay Hello everyone, we are gathered around the table tonight to give you a trip report about our most recent trip to Dollywood, which is located in Pigeon Forge, Tennessee, and this was the first trip for all of us, and when I say all of us, I brought some special guests with us this time. We've got Sumner, who's 11 year old. Hi. We've got TJ, who's 12 years old. Sup. We've got Connery, who's 16 years old. Yo. And we've got Hunter, who's 15. Hello. And, of course, I'm old enough to be doing the podcast. Anyway, we want to talk about Dollywood because it's the first time we've been there. We really had a good time. Some of my first impressions about the park were it was really beautiful. It's grown over the 50-some-odd years when it's been Rebel Railroad and Gold Rush Junction and things like that. But they're celebrating their 30th anniversary as Dollywood, so we're really excited about that. Let's go a little bit around the, the table because Sumner's very antsy to talk about some stuff. Sumner, what was your favorite part of the day? Uh, the 30-inch pizza and um, the scrambler, definitely. You like the scrambler. We'll talk about the pizza in a little bit. That was really cool. TJ, what was your favorite part of the day? I like shopping. You like shopping? And the ducks. You like the ducks. Ducks were good. Plus, 
I like looking at the ducks, but one of them fell over. I thought he was dead for a while. <laughs> he was just maybe sleeping? No, I think he was dead. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's hope not. We don't think he was dead. Connery, what was your favorite part of the day? I did like the shopping and the restaurants, but the fact that they opened as late as they did was a little disappointing. You mean, oh, they opened at 10 o'clock? Uh, yeah. no, 11. No, they were open at 10. Uh, although a lot of the ones I saw were open. Yeah. Oh, it, some it, of the shops didn't yeah, open until 11. Yeah, a lot gotcha. of the shops and the stores and a lot of the restaurants yeah. didn't open until 11 when the park itself opened at 10. Yeah, because they knew people were going to rush to roller coasters and stuff like yeah. that. So. Hunter, tell me, uh, what was your favorite part? Uh, I did enjoy a lot of the atmosphere itself. People were nice, a lot of store clerks, cool conversation, you could speak to them, get a good laugh out of them for the most part. Though I will <laughs> say one thing, I didn't like the trade. Sure, you could see people go along, you get a nice little tour of Dollywood itself, but the amount of smoke it get, or let yes. off the entire time just by that little short ride it is a coal-fired engine. Yeah. They have two of them, and it puts off a lot of soot. And yeah. there was a part we were standing um, in yeah. the, uh, oh, what was the name of that place where we guys were, the country fair part. Yeah. yeah. And the and the smoke just just blew through because yeah. it's very close to I know, to personally oh. for me, and I know there's other people like that, it gives yeah. me migraines when I smell yeah, stuff so you like that. you gotta be careful so, around that. that yep. saying well, and you can't forget the ride that I went on when my nose bled. <laughs> yes. Somebody was a little frightened to ride uh, Blazing Fury, and his blood pressure got high, and his nose bled a little bit on it. Yeah. It was a fun. That was a, that's a dark ride from 1978, and I was excited about it. But it was originally called Fire in the Hole. No, it was always called Blazing Fury. No, it was. Oh, okay. Well, we'll talk about the history later. Um, I, you know, I thought the part I loved. Mystery Mine. Thought that was a spectacular roller, co was, roller coaster. That one was actually really fun. It had a lot of unexpected turns. <laughs> it did. Upside it, down. I, I do wish it was longer, though. Yes. Yeah, it was really short, but it knocked the wind out of me. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah, the 90, yeah, going up 90 degrees and then straight Coming back, back down. down. But the effects were pretty cool. And, um, you know, we did get to use the Cubot or the line share or li uh, line saver a few times. Which was neat. Basically, they give you a little device that you hold on to, and you make a reservation for a ride, and it tells you when you can go stand in line. It actually vibrates and says, you know, you can go to the special queue to queue entrance. And it probably saved us mystery mine. We only ended up waiting about three or four minutes when the line was about 45 minutes because yeah. we could time it just right. Yeah, we well. got. Yeah, we could eat first and then mm -hmm. go get on the ride, and they're good. Yeah. So talking about eating. We went and got the Lumberjack Pizza, which was 30 inches. It was humongous. But it was delicious. It was yes. great. It we was. got pepperoni pizza, and it was cheese pizza, and um, TJ is bursting the theme seams to tell you how many pieces he ate. Three. I won. I ate three pieces. <laughs> By himself. We yeah. left just half of a piece on there. We did have um, eight people with us, though. Not that we cheated. Well, one of them, he was a he was a toddler. He's not on the show now. But the pizza was fantastic. It was it was about sixty dollars altogether, and it was worth the spectacle when people would walk by and they were like, "What is that? It's a giant pizza! Oh my gosh!" Um, one person was like, "How much does that cost?" Yes, I mean, how much does that cost? And it was one person. Yeah. Well, they were probably buying for their family too. Um, you know, I thought the park was beautiful. There were a lot of trees. The day we went, it was kind of hot. And it was very crowded because this is a spring break week yep. that we went there. And some of the lines we saw, and I saw later on Twitter and Instagram, went to about two and a half hours for some of those roller coasters. And so I think the Q-Bot or the line saver would have been really helpful for most people. Um, 
Now, I know that Sumner and TJ, you guys rode the bumper cars. Yep, and we rode, so you like the bumper cars. Yeah. Yeah, but there's one rule. You can't go the other way. Yes. Also, there's one rule for me. What, Shiz? No, no, no turning. No driving for him. No driving at all? No, I'm terrible at it. <laughs> okay, well, you were a good backseat driver. I saw you telling TJ which way to go. Yeah. And then we rode the Scrambler. Yes. Which I love the Scrambler. It's an old At flat first, ride. It's scary, but yes. then you get used to it. And you actually got to ride it with mommy too, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. She enjoyed it. That's one of the rides she got to do as well. One and of the kids looked like he like, was constipated. I kept like crashing. <laughs> <laughs> I kept like crashing in. I kept thinking I was gonna crash into the wall of Coca Cola yeah. and I was like, Coca Cola no, I love you so much. <laughs> I did want to hit it from there. Um we did get to try a few other snacks as well. Oh. Cinnamon bread. Yes. <laughs> I was that stuff bread. was ridiculous. It oh, was awesome. You go to the uh, the grist mill yep. and wait in a little bit of a line and they pull it fresh out of the oven and we just took and some and later you can on, watch them make it. Actually yes. yeah. From and later on in the day the sweet shop actually will have it. You can go there. But it it's not fresh. It won't be fresh, but they will have it and you won't have to wait in the line as much. Yes, all oh, the cinnamon bread was perfect. Um yeah. the one interesting thing, I was really tired after leaving that park. Yeah. We were there before ten and we left about five o'clock. Yeah. Park was open another two hours, but we were beat. Why do you think so? We walked so much. Because of all the hills. You know, we're used to like Carowinds or the Magic Kingdom where it's pretty flat. But Dollywood's sort of like the Animal Kingdom where there's a lot of hills. There were a couple signs where it said ECVs and wheelchairs weren't allowed to go here because the grade was too steep. Oh, there's one so, ride we can't forget about. Which ride? River Battle. Oh, yes, yes. So TJ and Sumner rode Riddle, River Battle twice, right? Yeah. Yeah, and you guys, tell us a little bit about the ride. Um... Well, you get to shoot water at people. Okay, so you're, you're on like a raft, and you go through a little lagoon-type area, and you have water guns. Instead of reloading normally, yeah. you have to shoot these targets to reload. Ah, also, if you're going to ride that, you want to go to the line at the very back, like the second line. Don't go to the first line you see, because if you do that, then you'll just be getting shoot out by fish, and it will not be very mm. comfortable. And yeah. people that are watching it, have water cannons and they can shoot you back yeah right and then we tried to put you guys in the family dryer but we think it was broken so it was just like a hot french fry lamp it was and, just like walking in a volcano yeah like walking in a volcano and i know that you know hunter and connor you guys walked around the park a lot yeah we went to the arcade a couple times went to the arcade yeah. i know you guys did some shopping actually i know yeah, connor yeah. bought some fudge and uh some. I probably should have bought more while I was out. I didn't realize the amount of funds I had. <laughs> and they had so much neat stuff, but I... And I know you bought a necklace and uh, a jacket. Well, and the necklace was for someone else. Someone special. Yeah. We won't talk about that on the show. <laughs> um, and, but yeah. you, guys, you guys got to cover most of the park as well. Uh, yeah, we went to every section, actually. Yeah, I mean, it's a beautiful park. It's really gorgeous. Yeah. I, you know, we've had a couple different ages. We had some tweens, we had some teenagers, and we had some old fogies. Me and basically, well, your mom's not old, right? Oh, she's trying to be quiet over there. Of course not. Of course not. And, you know, we saw a lot of senior citizens or a lot of people that were just enjoying the park as is, walking around, because it's really beautiful. And it's hard to overstate or understate, overstate how beautiful the park was, really. One of those words. Yeah, one of those words. It's country shops. 
Yeah. And they have all types of stuff in them. Mm-hmm. And they'll tell you the history of the stuff sometimes. Yeah, because they were doing the Festival of Nations while we were there, which is one of the celebrations. I know you guys, TJ and Sumner, you guys bought a lot of stuff at the China. It's not really a pavilion. It's more like a tent. We bought swords. Yes, you guys bought swords, not from the China. Little plastic swords that you then had to carry around for a half hour until you conned Mommy into carrying them around. For you guys. And then before we left, we bought more swords. Yes, you guys. That retract and extend. Not, not the same type. Not the same type. No, more no, different. No. More swords from there. But you I know. Actually, go get one. No, not right now. Dolly Dollywood has a lot of coasters. So I was always trying to think who's the best place for this. Do you guys think teenagers or families? Teenagers. Think and, teenagers and adults that can't have heart attacks as easily. <laughs> it's a good way of saying that. There, because, okay, yeah, there are child friendly child-friendly rides. Yes, but there there's are. not as many of them. Yeah, and they're in the and, smaller yeah. sections of the yeah. park. You there, call the eagle a child-friendly hey, I said no. there's not... I didn't no, no. said there not was the some, wild not eagle. a lot. Not the wild eagle. Okay. The and eagle. Like, but there's, there's a lot... The wings there's a lot the more wings. meant for people that enjoy thrill in when they're doing roller coasters. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. They have a lot of great parks. They've won a lot of great awards. And I think something, impor- something that's important... And I was talking to a few people earlier in the day there, even only having been in the park for less than a half hour, I was already always amazed at something the hunter picked up on was how friendly all the hosts were. They don't call themselves cast members or employees, they're hosts, because we're guests of Dollywood. And they want to treat us nice. Everybody was friendly, everybody was happy. They really wanted us to be there, and they wanted us to have a good time as well. Should we talk? Though Are you we can't, just talking about Dollywood? We're just talking about Dollywood. Though, though so. you can't always say the same about people that go there. I That's say. true. It was very crowded. There were a lot of people there. And when it gets hot there, it's hard at a theme park as well. Now, I know you guys bought the uh, refillable mugs. you think that was worth it? Because it was 20 bucks for two, yeah. and you could get 99-cent refills. Yeah, they were pretty worth it. And I have to say, with our shopping... That the, well, the free shipping actually oh sending it to the front of the park oh yeah that was Th- that, that, that was, was really helpful so useful because you guys could actually, do that don't have to carry around a bunch of bags all day well it sounds like overall we enjoyed the the day at Dollywood I know I sure did um, my wife pushed me into getting an annual pass I'm not sure if it's because she wants me to come back or she wants me to be away for a few days <laughs> I have no idea so Sumner uh, what do you think was your favorite part of the whole day. Scrambler. The Scrambler. And would you recommend for people to come visit Dollywood? Yes, definitely. Okay. TJ, what was your favorite part of the day? Mm, the ducks. The you, ducks. You like the ducks? And would you would you think, do you think your friends would enjoy coming to Dollywood? Yeah, but just don't hit the ducks. Just don't hit the ducks? Okay, we don't won't do, do that. Yeah. <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. Connery, don't so do um, what was your favorite part of the day? Uh, favorite parts? Yeah, or what did you enjoy most about Dollywood? And it can be the pizza. Or the bathroom breaks? No. <laughs> the shopping, really. You did like you did enjoy the shopping. Okay. Yeah. And do you think your friends would like Dollywood? Um, maybe? Maybe not? Not my friends. They don't, I don't think they'd be the type. Oh, that's okay. That's what we need to talk about. That's that's not a problem at all. And uh, Hunter, what was your favorite part of the day? Yeah, and like I was saying before, the atmosphere. You like the atmosphere? Yeah. It's just... And do you think your friends would enjoy this? Or your family even? Do you think your family... Which I know very well, they would enjoy Dollywood. Yeah. Because I know your dad would love the coasters. Your mom, not so much. Yeah. 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 Maybe I need to bring your dad back to Dollywood. That's a good excuse for it. So, well, we want to thank you guys for listening to this segment where uh, we all visited Dollywood, and I think we all had a great time. 
and we urge you guys to go visit Dollywood as well. All right. Say bye, everybody. Bye. Hasta la vista, babies. He's a nerd. He's a, nerd. He's a geek. He's a geek. But we all like to hear him speak. So listen up to the words from his beat. It's George's Book of the Week. This week's book is Lovely, Ladies of Animation, The Art of Lorelei Bove, Brittany Lee, Claire Keen, Lisa Keen, Victoria Ying, and Helen Chen. And the book was released on July 14th, 2014. I have to double check my year. So I missed this book when it came out originally. I didn't get a review copy of it uh, last summer. And uh, my wife picked up a copy of it. And I was so excited when it came in because I've heard such good things about it. Uh, basically, this book looks at the art of six different women that work for Walt Disney feature animation in different types of roles. A few of them do strictly concept art, some of them do character development, some of them do some of the animation. And it, a lot of them, of course, it seems like from their artwork where they say they work mostly in conceptualization, they did work on other projects outside as well. So here's a list of some of the films and other things that they worked on. Tangled, Enchanted, Frozen, Frankenweenie, Paper Man, Wreck-It Ralph, Princess and the Frog, Lion King, The Hunchback of Notre Dame, and of course a few more, as I've already mentioned. Um, this is a really awesome book. I love this book almost from the first page once I started getting into it. There's no Disney art created by these talented artists, um, but it's a very, very well-crafted look at what inspired these artists and how they wanted to present their own art, which they saw as an extension of themselves. I'd really love to see more books like this. Um, and I wish we had seen more books like this over the years from Disney or various Disney artists, um, you know, artists in general that they've had in the studio. But can you imagine having a book like this with personal artwork from some of the Imagineers that designed the parks? I mean, we had that great book last year uh, about Mark Davis, Walt Disney's Renaissance Man that Jeff and I reviewed, and we both loved it. But it was still, uh, you know, it's still focused on what he'd done for the theme park and the art, and it did explore some of his other art, but it was all just about Mark Davis. And I would love to see more of that with other artists, with the other nine old men and the other Imagineers, but that's beside the point. Okay, so with the book, Lovely, we get to look at the six different artists and see what they chose to represent themselves through their art and through their different styles. Each of the six artists gets about 20 pages and each page of the book is represented with uh, one, two, or three different works of art depending on the scale or the size. The artists each, they show different types of art in different formats to represent what inspired them to become Disney artists, Disney animated artists and conceptual artists, as well as just artists in general. To me, the book seemed like it would be incredibly influential for any artist, not just another female artist. Because to see people that have reached a certain level and what they were able to experience has got to be very inspirational. And, you know, if you have any, any interest at all in being an artist of any medium, then you need to pick up a copy of this book. It wasn't just all painting. One of the artists did uh, paper cutouts. A few others did artwork. Some were digital. Some were sketches. They really covered a fantastic gamut between it all. And, you know, there was some insight that they wrote along with their artwork, but to me there just really wasn't enough about the artists themselves. 
they linked to their outside blogs and the web pages, which was fun to explore. But I just wanted so much more. That's how good this book was. So if you're a fan of animation, if you're a fan of any of the artists that we talked about, or any of the films that we mentioned, I mean, gee, who wasn't a fan of Frozen, right? Raise your hand. Eh? Eh? Anyway, um, it's a great you, you book. You didn't see me? Up. No, I, well, I did. That's why I kind of... Oh, you were ignoring me. I didn't want the fans to see. As per events. usual. Exactly. Um, <laughs> so, you know, it, it was good that the art sort of did speak for them in the book. I really would have liked to see more about the artists themselves, but I still really enjoyed it. Highly recommend it if you have an interest in art or animation to get that feel. Uh, I, I think you'll really enjoy it. It's a big coffee table size book with wonderful, wonderful illustrations. So this week's book was lovely... The Ladies of Animation. Sometimes it's a one. Sometimes it's a two. When you gotta go, what you gonna do? It's a bathroom break. A bathroom break. Alright, stay with me for a second, guys, because we're going to travel a little bit north of Disneyland for this bathroom break into the wilds of Knott's Berry Farm. Now... Just outside the park itself is the Berry Market, which is actually one of the original buildings that Walter Knott made when he was just getting into the, the theme park type business as a side of attraction to his wife's chicken dinners. And in the back of the building, behind these double glass doors, you'll find the restroom area. Now, the bathrooms themselves, they're pretty nice, they're not bad, and this is the bathroom break, so technically we're contractually obligated to mention them, but... <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of more focused on what's just outside of them. So whether you're waiting for your companion to finish up or you just want to take a break after you take a bathroom break, you know, mm -hmm. explore the area right there. Because just outside the bathroom is a wonderful little waterfall and rock garden. And it's actually uh, quite, quite peaceful. Um, and if, you know, if you see it before you go into the bathroom and in the off chance you get stage fright, that running water may actually come in handy mm. and compel you to go uh, once you get inside the restroom. So it's 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 a, it's a dual thing. Um, and just next to it uh, is Walter Knott's replica of George Washington's kitchen fireplace, you know, as you do, um, along with a water wheel and a grindstone. And it's probably one of the most historically accurate and beautiful bathrooms you will find at any <laughs> theme park in Southern California. Just, you know, don't go to the bathroom by the water wheel actually go into the bathroom to use the bathroom not outside you, you guys know what i'm saying right yeah we should have like a legal disclaimer that we said really fast uh communicate quick is not responsible for anyone going to the bathroom outside of the bathroom that's perfect sometimes you might see it sometimes you don't hey look what's that it's a five-legged goat <laughs> all right guys we get it calm down Trader Sam's Grog Grotto is now open at Walt Disney World's Polynesian <laughs> Village Resort. Okay. I hadn't seen that yet on any social media. Are you sure, at George? All. Well, are you sure? Maybe you should sign on to the thing called the Internet, the Facebook, and have thing. everyone tell you. Just for the record, I'm probably still going to prefer the one here at Disneyland. That's just my Disneyland snob side coming out. I'm sorry. I apologize. Sorry, not sorry. Anyway. But now, all you East, Coder, East Coasters can get your Sam's fix and uh, drink all the rum that you want within reason. 
just again another disclaimer within reason. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, so much like the Disneyland Hotel version, the Grog Grotto has a bunch of tributes of, to all sorts of things hidden within the rafters and on its walls. And in this one area, hanging above your head are a bunch of seashells dangling from a bamboo rod. And of course, these seashells act as wind chimes. But if you look closely, one of these seashells, I apparently just like saying seashells, one of these <laughs> seashells has a name painted on it. And that name is Rosita. That's right, just like in the Enchanted Tiki Room, where the Birdmobile has the names of all the lovely ladies singing on the sea cells in front of them, the Tiki Room's famous missing bird is mentioned here at the Grog Grotto. So now we can all tell Jose whatever happened to Rosita. She actually wound up having a drink or two at the Grog Grotto and decided to stay. That sounds like a good place to stay, though. Uh, I would think so. Well, only until midnight, until they close. <laughs> then get out. <laughs> then you're stuck. Then Sorry, you're guys. Stuck. Wow. Well, we've reached part of the show. Not the ending yet. Don't turn off your podcast just yet, where we're going to announce this week's prize winner in our year of a million or so, Limited Time Cadets. Hooray! Before we announce the winner, we want to remind you how to enter. Just send an email to communicorweekly at gmail.com with your name, address, so we can send you the prize, and your birthday so we can send you something special on your birthday. Uh, unfortunately, do. it's not 3D holograms of us wishing you happy birthday. We tried. It's, it's just a little costly, guys. I'm yeah, sorry. it was a little expensive. It was a little expensive. So this week's prize is a Disneyland prize pack brought to you by Fairy Godmother Travel. And the winner is LC's from Atlanta, Georgia. Hooray! Yay. Congratulations, LC's. Yes, and, and we know that L will post our prize photos often on Instagram or she'll be in trouble. Yes. Exactly. That's all we'll say. We're not going to say what kind of trouble, just some kind of trouble. Um, and speaking uh, <laughs> Wait, did we sing the same song or different songs there? No, no, I was getting ready to end the show. Oh, oh, <laughs> I was the one carrying on then. Extending the Sorry. show, yes. Well, um, thank you guys so much for watching and listening to another episode of Communicore Weekly. Please, wherever you watch or listen to the show, leave us a comment, rate us on iTunes, leave us a comment on YouTube, whatever it is, we'd love to hear what you have to say. Yes, and uh, you can also email us at communicoreweekly at gmail.com and let us know what you think about us, how awesome we are, or if you've got some way to help us with that hologram technology we're working on. We would love to know yeah. how you do that, especially if you are, I don't know, Emperor Palpatine. Just Ooh. throw it out there. That's throw true. That'd be there. good. That'd be good. Anyway, like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash communicoreweekly. Yep, and follow us both on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Imaginerding, and he's at Jeff Heimbuck. And of course, give us a call on the Communicore Weekly Goat Line at 424-785-4628. And if you got any free time, visit CommunicoreWeekly.com and click on the link for Communistore, and you can buy t-shirts and pick up Communicore Weekly the Musical, and just have a great time, basically. And of course, if you want to get your official cadet membership card and Communicore Weekly stickers, please yeah. send a self-addressed stamped envelope to Communicore Weekly, P.O. Box 432, Orange, California, 92856. And I have to say, sometimes we get so many envelopes, the post office looks at me like I'm crazy, like we're running some kind of illegal business because I'm walking out with so many envelopes in my hands and then coming back with so many more. So good job, guys. 
I was going to say no comment. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And if you're a really big fan of the show, don't forget to support us on Patreon. Visit patreon.com slash weekly, where we've got some extra special stuff like some demo songs. And you can find out how you can get your own song recorded as well. Uh, And speaking of recording, that's what we're doing right now. For Jeff Heimbuck, I am George Taylor. And for George Taylor, I'm Jeff Heimbuck. Thanks so much for listening, guys and gals. We'll see you next time on Communicore Weekly, the greatest online show. Double D.